So we're here in Maine at Honey Rose Homestead with Camille and Samantha. And we were talking um, when we were on the Freedom Cruise last week. And you guys have been doing this off-grid homesteading, which is amazing. <laughs> and one of the things that you said, Samantha, was like, if I had talked to myself two years ago, I would have I would have been told, given myself some advice. So I always wanted you guys to share with others that are really interested in returning to the land. Like, what have you learned? What have you? What would you have done differently? And uh, what advice do you have? Yeah, um, well, I have so much, but I guess what I would start with is um, it's it's really interesting. So when you decide you want to do something, you you get I don't know about you, but I get really excited and I get really inspired and passionate, and I have a tendency of jumping literally all in. And so I tend to take on more of a workload than I necessarily realize or anticipate. So when you're homesteading, it's really important to ease into it. So if mm. you're living off grid, if you're homesteading, there is so much more workload than you can ever imagine. So as you ease into it, um, it, it can really help you. It can really save your um, energy, your literal mental health. Um, and, and so you can tackle things and then you're able to retain the information more so as well because then you're not spread so thin on many different projects, but then you're really soaking up the experience of each individual thing that you're, um, you know, your endeavor. So I definitely got that about your personality that you're uh, just <laughs> all in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely have a tendency of doing that, but it, it's really exciting too. And then when you look back on things or even in the moment, you you really do learn so much and so fast. So you guys went all in with the animals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, and we had such a huge variety, too. We just got so excited. And, and we both love animals a lot on many levels. So we had a lot of fun with that and we and we some somewhere i'd say like looking back on the last few years um some of the animals you know were it, it was kind of like a panic purchase you know <laughs> yeah. and there was a lot of fear you know as like a driving force all over the place and so parts of that i know for myself came out of fear of like food security and where's our food coming from and we need to be able to do all of everything ourselves by like the fall, you know, like within a couple of months here. Um, and then um, in addition to that, as she was just saying, we love animals so much. A lot were like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And so we did that quite a few times too of like, well, we, we had, you know, a certain type of goats and then we wanted these other kinds because they were just so adorable. So, <laughs> yeah. so in retrospect, um, well, so if you, you don't mind me jumping yeah. in, so this is actually a, a really great, um, speaking of the, like, if I could talk to myself two mm -hmm. years ago, um, this is a really, really good talking point. So, um, when you're homesteading, when you're thinking about food security, you really have to actually break it down into what am I providing for the animal and what is the animal providing for me mm. and what does the cost look like? Because mm -hmm. it's really great to fantasize about being totally self-sufficient and being mm -hmm. like, I can do this. And you can do this, and you also don't want to break your bank account, and you want to make sure that the whatever it is you're putting your energy in is actually giving back to your family. You don't want to be dumping all your money into feed for chickens, pigs, all these things, and then not having that return and having it actually kind of take away 
more from your resources than provide more in return. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to weigh those. Um, and I've, I've gotten into, we both have gotten into kind of looking at a lot of that now. And so I've broken a lot of that down. And again, with easing into it, there are ways to do it where you can evenly make out on your return mm -hmm. about what you're putting in and what you're getting back. Um, and you just have to be careful of making sure um, that you're not having glorified pets because they're adorable oh, little goats um, or lawnmowers <laughs> or things like that. And um, yeah. Such an important point um, because I think it's a hard transition, especially for us here in the West, to even understand what it means to um, homestead and raise animals even for food, food mm -hmm. sovereignty. And, and um, those of us that are, you know, parents trying to make sure we can feed our young, mm -hmm. we, um, we've learned a lot from Lucinda at Texas Ready on really breaking down that equation. And mm -hmm. yeah. like even to the point of which animals do you get, the certain yeah. breeds for, and what, what is the purpose yeah. for each animal? Yeah. Um, what are you doing it for? And then how all those animals work together. So you guys, you had all these animals and it was a lot. I, I mean, you guys told me all the animals. You guys had goats, sheep, chickens. At one point we eggs. had 32 mammals. 32. 32 mammals, but we had like 150 it? animals right. all together. Yeah, that didn't include any chickens or anything. That was how many goat, chickens? Sheep. We had like um, 30 two chickens. Yeah, and those were all layers, but we also did two years in a row of raising meat birds. And for this was an interesting experience. Um yeah, the, the, because the it was like we wanted to go with a heritage breed. They're called Freedom Rangers. And then in retrospect in retrospect we've learned that they're um pro foragers and can mm -hmm. and so like they get out of anything you put them in and go and eat all of your grapes so, for the year. So this is you a, know? this is a hilarious hobby too because sometimes the heritage breeds, um, yes, it's Bye awesome. And also it's like crazy. So like we had these pigs that were <laughs> so close to wild hogs yes. that they would destroy any fencing, any fortress you built <laughs> just to get to one thing that they wanted on the other side. Um, but on uh, also on the other note of that, they are incredible beings and you, you really have to learn a lot about them and what they want, what their needs are to be able to provide for them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you really do want to do your research before getting into things like that. The other thing I'll say that's like really, really important advice is you want to have the structures um, and whatever it is your animal needs. If you're doing um, meat bird chickens, if you're doing pigs, if you're doing goat sheep, whatever it may be, before you get the animal, you should have a zone for them and all of the fencing done um, before you get them. Because yeah. we'd made that mistake too many times our friends would show up for the animals or we um she would often get more animals and then be like honey <laughs> i brought home <laughs> remember that time you brought home like 14 ducks in the car oh yeah yeah it was like four <laughs> but yeah but yeah it happened all right so you guys went from you went from having a lot of animals to hardly any you're down to just a couple of chickens like what what transpired? Like, what was it that you really got from this? I, I mean, I think you touched on already, Samantha, as far as learning what, what the animals were providing and weighing out that equation, right, and where mm -hmm. you are. Because the amount of time mm -hmm. and energy that it takes and it, how it really does tie you down and, and all of that. So how did that – how did you guys come to the decision to go – 
Um, well, I really, I really pushed for it. So I guess I'll start <laughs> on the break from the animals. But the the thing about so we're from Maine. Um, Camille's also from. She's from Louisiana, but lived in Maine. Grew up in Maine. I grew up in Maine. Um, one of the beautiful things about Maine that I love, and a lot of other places in the world, is that we have four seasons. And so just like in life, it's really important to honor different aspects of yourself throughout different seasons. So we're kind of going along with that in our life right now. So even though we're taking a break on animals right now, we're not like done with animals forever. Right. Um, I actually just made it so we have a really big pasture. So if we ever decide to do sheep again, we'll have a really amazing spot. Now that you know where and yeah, how and they need they, to be yeah, right what they exactly. really need to thrive because it's mm -hmm. so important is you don't want animals or any part of your um, homestead or life to be suffering you want things to be thriving so the animals provided an incredible thing for our property and i i really went in a regenerative agriculture mindset with it and so we rotated these animals so much i remember sometimes even in the evenings after like long work days i'd be like oh my gosh I have to. I just have to do it. And so at this point, our soil is so rich. It is so full of life and nutrients. And so now we're going to just go into this next cycle of really building up our gardens. And so the next season or two, that's where all of our energy is going to go into. And, and thankfully for these animals, they provided so much for this property. Plus food. Mm -hmm. Plus food. Lots of and, oh, yeah. and you guys oh, yeah. really, I think you said that you know, a lot of the other homesteading families, I mean, that you guys were, that was a, a way of exchanging, that there's a lot of others doing yeah. this. So it yeah. creates that kind of aspect of the community of providing for others, too. Totally. Oh, definitely. It's a culture. And we were able to do pretty much all of our processing in-house. We learned from having zero skills on animal processing and never taking out you know, culling is the term for, t you know, harvesting an animal's life. Um, never having hardly, I had, you know, I had harvested a couple of root, mean roosters, basically. That was my experience. Um, and she's like fisherwoman of the sea, but land animals are a totally different game. And so um, we really like got a lot of those skills under our belt during the whole Which experience. is amazing that you know is, that now. Like, yeah, you we know, now you know, know that. It. Even if somebody were to like bring over a deer, we could totally like process it together. If, you know, someone were to call us up and be like, hey, I need, I've harvested this cow this morning. Can you help me out tonight? We had a friend that kind of last minute wanted to harvest three pigs together and we did that and it was like a weekend of you know the experience yeah. she mostly did that experience and then I helped a lot with the the child entertainment and the um, packaging of all the different pieces and you know cuts and everything um, yeah. and then when I, anytime we had meat birds and meat ducks we did that all ourselves and so um, well, it's a really interesting yeah. experience too because like I'm I'm very new to the whole like literally all of it. I'm like, oh, there's all of these cool phrases for all these things and communities. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and so I had no idea what like homesteading was until, you know, four or five years ago. And um, so I was like talking to some friends and I was getting into learning how to do this. And I was like, well, what do you mean you don't do it yourself? I was like, isn't that the whole point? Like you guys are like raising your own animals and doing all this. And like, isn't that the point to like start to finish? Away. 
to do that. And they were like, well, yeah, but we, we just like sent them off. And I, I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. And, and so then um, some other friends of ours um, that did do the processing themselves, um, this one time in the fall, a good friend of ours was like totally overwhelmed. And he like, their whole family is amazing, but he works a lot and provides really, really well for the family. And he was like, uh, Samantha, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. And I was like, I'll help you do it. I was like, I have the weekend off. I'll, I'll help. <laughs> and so we did. And that was my, that was my first experience with mm. it. Um, and it was, it's been, it's been like really monumental for me because, you know, a lot of people would think oh, I'm tough in those ways so I could totally do it. And, and I wasn't, I was not tough in those ways by any means. I remember like, I couldn't, I couldn't do the chicken Thing, you know, so, uh, you know, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I feel so attached to this chicken, and I didn't even like the chickens. Um, I called them raptors, and um, these are the meat birds. They're yeah, the different demeanor. But anyways, definitely a dinosaur um, relationship. But so from then till now, I am so much mentally stronger as a person, and I'm so much more capable. And it, it does create confidence and strength knowing that if things get weirder, if some event happens, if something happens, I could hunt down a deer. I could, um, you know, raise a pig and start to finish provide not only for my family, but an entire community in an afternoon. And, and so that skill and capability has really changed the game in my life. And um, it's been a lot. And it's, um, it's part of the whole purpose of being self-sufficient. And even though things are hard, um, they're, they're really good. I actually, um, we, we live like literally in the forest and with the forest comes a lot of predators as well. And so one of the most beautiful things, um, about being capable of doing that is actually being able to put animals out of their misery. And, Mm. And I remember an experience when I was younger where there was an animal that was injured, that was in pain. And I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't help. And I remember that that like bothered me like so, so long. It really, really bothered me. And then um, a couple years ago, we had a chicken that had been attacked um, by something, by a fox or something. Normally, fox carry it away, but it had been attacked and I had kind of interrupted it being taken away. And I, I did have to put that chicken out of its misery. I cried a little, but I, I did the right thing. And I was only able and capable of doing that because I pushed myself to different limits that I had never been at before. So much what these times are about. Well, it's uh, incredible that um, what you two are doing here off grid and we're just absolutely thrilled to be neighbors with you at yeah, the as are, as are uh, main hub where we can literally just get here in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you're an amazing resource. We have so much to learn from you and then just the collaborations that we can do together. So we're, we're so thankful for you both. Yeah, as are we. We're so excited. Yay.